wow, you used to just travel in the hotel, yeah, I mean, Jersey. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was a great experience, obviously. Uh, it was another stepping stone in, in my career, you know, playing-wise. Yeah, I think Alchie have quite a legacy and mm-hmm. have produced so many NBA players and I'm sure on the, on the women's side, some WNBA players. I'm almost positive of that. But yeah. it's just so much uh, history there. Uh, when you think of New York City basketball, yeah, you think of the playground. Yeah, you think of some of the some of the legends, but like Nick Kenny Anderson, the point guard, mm-hmm. uh, Lloyd mm-hmm. Daniels, even Coach Antigua, he played for them, I think, who, who's a yeah. really, really good friend. Uh, so yeah, that's a, definitely a program that really, uh, wow, to be able to play for them, geez, that's, that's saying a lot, yeah. Coach. So you, yeah. you, must have, you must have had it, you know, you had something. <laughs> well, well, no, I, by, by no means was I the best player on the team, and that was like, wow, okay, this is basketball, you know, being in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, playing with the Boys and Girls Club, I, yeah. you know, it was pretty familiar, I grew up with, with those kids, I was familiar, but once I, you know, went and started playing with the Gauchos, practicing in New York City, like, it was right. just completely different. It's completely different. I'm playing, you know, I, I ended up being on a team with kids who were recruited to VCU, UCLA, LSU. So it was pretty, pretty big time. Um, but I had a great experience. I played for Walter Walsh, who's now um, runs IXL. Um, and great guy. I mean, he definitely helped me to where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to play college, college ball, and he, he, um, definitely helped me get there, so yeah. forever grateful for, for that one year that I played, it, it was one of the best times yeah. you know, playing, playing ball. Yeah, you truly got the the club, AAU, with travel mm-hmm. team experience that you needed, because a lot of kids mm-hmm. don't get that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, it served its purpose for you. That's fantastic. Now, I want to ask you, Coach, as a player, yeah, you know, it sounds like you can hoop, so like, I get that part, right? So you were good but what was your experience? Because sometimes great players have bad experiences. Sometimes they have great ones because mm-hmm. everybody loves them and everybody gasses them up and tells them they're so great. Yeah. But what was your experience as a player? Yeah, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be very blessed with talent to, you know, play at pretty, pretty high levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, first playing in with the Gauchos, it, it was definitely tough. You know, Walter was, was tough on us. You know, he, he was flat out saying, like, if you don't do this, you're not getting recruited. Like, if you don't come an hour and a half before practice, stay an hour and a half before the game. And you're like, coach, we practice for four hours. I won't be here for eight hours. <laughs> you know, on Saturday, Sunday, you got to be yeah. in practice. He was flat out telling you, like, if you don't do this, you're not getting recruited. And I just, I remember that. Like, okay, like, I'm not going to be that kid. I know I want to play ball in college. Like, I have to do what I have to do. And I ended up having a really, really good experience. And then, you know, going to college and playing at Siena um, in Albany, New York, uh, another great experience. I was the first Puerto Rican to ever play at Siena, which was a great honor for me. Um, I played for amazing coaching staff, uh, amazing head coach, and Gina Capelli, who um, was had been coaching at the Division One level for almost 20 years at the time, and, um, you know, the, the coaching staff really took me under their wing and, you know, really helped mold me into the, to the person I am today, and I'm so, so very grateful for, for Coach Capelli and everything she did for me, not just 
on the court, but but off the court as well. Um, you know, then I ended up playing professionally in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, for a year, I ended up playing with the Puerto Rican national team. Um, and actually, a lot of people don't know, I ended up playing with the junior national team as well. Wow. My freshman year going into college that summer, you know, a lot of times, you know, kids going from high school to college, you have that, you know, July month where, you know, you kind of get used to, to the college life and you're on campus and it's just like men's and women's basketball for the most part. You're taking a class or two to get adjusted. Yeah. Um, my experience was a little bit different. I would, I would be at Siena Monday through Friday, drive to Jersey Friday afternoon, wow. fly out Friday night and go practice with the junior national team until Sunday night and then fly back to um, college. So, wow. so going in my freshman year was, was definitely different, but we ended up going to Argentina and competing in the Super Games that year. I think it was 2008, and man, that was a great experience, and that kind of helped. Um, helped me in 2012 try out for the, for the national team since I had played for the junior national team. So yeah. a lot of things, a lot of people that have helped me along my journey to, to really have a great experience, I have to say. I've had a great experience as a, as a player. Yeah, you know, uh, a young man that I had a couple of years ago, graduated a couple of years ago, he played for the, uh, I think it was the, the A-team, uh, national team out of Puerto Rico, and he was just, you know, just blown away by the opportunity because he, but that, mm-hmm. that whole experience was just, mm-hmm. I just, I, as you're saying that, I'm like, I, I kind of lived it through his eyes because we were playing off of Johnson, so like, so what happened next? And we're just going to figure it out. Like, I was just, you know, something I dreamed of myself, like, when yeah, I was able to do it, and so were you, and so that's fantastic, Coach. Sounds like a really, really good, you know, just overall uh, experience in life, you know, and it, it prepares you for the people business that you're in right now as a coach. Uh, oh, for, for sure. I mean, and, and being Puerto Rican, and sad to say, I don't speak much Spanish, but I lived in Puerto Rico for you know, probably a little over a year over my, my two stints out there. Okay. And um, that that it was definitely interesting, not being able to, to really speak Spanish, but um, understanding it very well and still being able to, ne- to connect with people and still being very good friends with, you know, with people that I played with on the national team and people I played with um, when I played out um, professionally there for a year so. Um, you know, still being able to make that connection is a lot through the game of basketball. You know, it's it's a game that can be played in multiple languages out on the court and still be pretty fluent. So yeah, um, yeah, I've been very fortunate. Fantastic. Yeah, basketball has its own universal language that mm-hmm. you know. You, you can just tell you see guys who just don't have that here again the ling- uh, language wise the, uh, the ability to connect but then you put them on the court and it's like wow you can these guys you know known each other for a while and you just see that the chemistry uh, between you know players and, and basketball mm-hmm. is, is a beautiful thing that basketball does it mm-hmm. connects people so well so yeah I hear that completely now who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession um, you know, it, it, it really started initially with just my passion for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had somewhat of an inkling when I was in college. I was like, you know, I do love the game. I do want to play professionally, but it's like, what am I going to do after that? I'm not, right. not going to be able to play forever. 
and, you know, even thinking about one major I'm going to major in, um, you know, really got me thinking, and that's when I was like, you know, college coaching would, would be pretty interesting, you know, I love the game, I, I love going out in, in our day camps in college and coaching the little ones, and, like, I got so into that, I'm like, man, imagine if I could, I could coach even the high school level, the college level, how, how awesome that would be, so, you know, my, my junior, going into my junior, I was fortunate enough to intern with the staff at Siena for the summer and just see what, what it was like to be a college coach. Like I helped um, with recruiting, with camps, um, with scheduling, with practice, with scouting, and I really got to see firsthand what it was like um, in doing that. And then going into my senior, I did the same thing. So two summers back-to-back, -back, I was able to, to intern with the staff and really got a good glimpse of what it was like to be a college coach. Now, is it anything to the extent that I'm doing now? No, but it was it was a great start yeah. in, in just being able to see would this be, be something I'm interested in, and, and it was. And so I knew after college, you know, if I had the chance to play professionally, I would want to do it, but eventually I, I would want to coach. And yeah. that's kind of how it started. started with the passion, and then, from there, just, you know, my, my college coaches really helped, um, helped me see what it, what it was like to, to do that. So, again, just being fortunate with great people. That's great. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're getting the genesis of your basketball journey was about your brother, people, Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, all mm -hmm. you know, people, people, like I said, we're in the people business as coaches. Mm -hmm. And the, mm -hmm. more, the more people can be kind of the guide or help you kind of shape that journey, uh, the more it's mm -hmm. easier to share in that, uh, in, in the successes and even sometimes in the failures to have kind of mm -hmm. a, a shoulder to cry on or, or just, a, a, you know, some affirmation and some encouragement. So, yeah, that's great. You know, it's, all, it's, all, it's always going to be about people and you never get anywhere on your own. Somebody's always there to help. That's a great coach. I'm really glad to hear that now. Uh, your first experience as a coach, do you recall, do you recall any like memorable moment of that first experience? Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I um, still remember our first win at LeMoyne. When I, when I first got there, from the first spot that I had coached at with Coach Castelli, who was at Siena, and then when I had graduated, she was an assistant at Rhode Island for a year, and then ended up wanting to go to the Division Two level and got the head coaching job at LeMoyne, and, you know, she gave me a call when she, she got the job and asked me if I would come on board, and, um... They had won six games, I believe, prior, six overall games prior to us getting there. Yeah. Um, and then our, our first game at Robert Wesley in upstate New York, we had won the first game, and I just remember, like, just being so relieved. And they're like, oh, this is what it's like to win, like, on the coaching side? You know, you know what it's like to win on the player side, yeah. but... Like, it was just an awesome feeling to see, like, our, our players and our girls and, like, how excited they were and how happy they they were and just to see all your hard work, like, from a different point of view and different perspective. And then we went on to winning, like, three games in a row to start off the season and, you know, just feeling like, okay, like, this is something we can do, you know, going from six games last year to winning our first two games. And then that first year, I believe we won. 15 games, I think we were 15 and 13, and just seeing how much you could turn a program around and yeah. turn yeah. 
um, and being able to help players enjoy their experience, go from, you know, not knowing if this is something that they would want to do, continue to play college basketball, to really helping uh, our players like, reignite their passion for the game. And that was just uh, an amazing experience and such a memorable moment for me. Like, as a first-time head coach being, like, 23 years old and, like, being, you know, so close in age with some of the players, um, it, it was an awesome first year for sure. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, I like to, the kind of how you rounded down about the turning the program around, the players' experiences. Like that's that's college basketball. That's college basketball. It's like let's, let's have a great experience. Uh, there's a lot of things that come along with it that you know challenges and whatnot. But man, when the experience goes well, that is it is memorable and it is something that's valuable. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And you're connected to good. And that's the thing, you know, that's the thing a lot of, of you know, even me as a, as, a, as a player and as a coach, you know, we went at Route 11, but I remember, you know, getting ice cream after the game with our players and how electric the bus was. It's like, yeah. those are the moments that you remember, even as a player, you know, you remember the time you spent in a hotel with your with your teammates, or the time that you went and got pre-game meal, like, those experiences are always going to supersede the experiences on the court. You know, as a coach, you always want to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, winning and losing is important, but the experiences you have, you know, with your teammates, with your players, with your fellow coaching staff, is all important. Yeah. Um, and, and that's always going to supersede, uh, you know, the wins and the losses at the end of the day, because that's what you're going to remember, and that's how you build those relationships. For sure. That's uh, that's a cornerstone of, of coaches is relationship building. That's so key and it's so important. So yeah, I like what you're saying, Coach. I really do because I agree with all that. You know, kind of those principles of of how to go about you know uh, managing a team and, and kind of the experience. Now, I want to ask you your time there at Lemoyne. Uh, how did it prepare you for where you're at now? You know, coming from a Division two to a Division one now as an assistant. How, how was that transition and how did it prepare you? You know, I, I, I can't tip, and I, and I co- coach Castelli, you know, I try to text her whenever I can, is I can't thank her enough, like, her as a person, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, she was at Sion for, for almost, well, for over 20 years, wow. um, so she was there pretty much her, her whole career, but she was at, like, Marquette, wow. um, Rhode um, obviously Sion and Lemoyne, and just her as a person, person with her experience and just the person she is down to her core with how loyal and honest she is, she has really prepared me. I mean, obviously, being at the Division two level, you have your things in terms of, okay, you may not get as much gear, you don't have as many resources, you don't have, have as much staff, so that all prepares you for sure, um, and, and being you know, the assistant there with one GA and then just your head coach, you, you're given a lot of tasks. And um, being able to maintain that is always important. But just Coach Castelli as a person really prepared me. Like, she taught me what it meant to be loyal, what it meant to be honest, and just really helped prepare me, not just for, for absolute, but also, you know, for my future and just me as a person. Um, and then... You know, Angel Elder Kenzie is our head coach at App. She worked for Coach Castelli at Siena. Wow. Um, so, so we're all pretty much, I feel like, built from the same cloth. And, um, you know, um, Coach Elder Kenzie, all 
passion and her love, not just for the game, but for people around her, really is what drew me in. And then Coach Castelli and how she helped raise me as a person, player, and coach really helped prepare me for the position I'm in now. Wow. Yeah, again, when you can, yeah, when you're surrounded by by strong uh, leaders mm-hmm. like that, that are all connected, it's like there's, there's a company line, but it's real. There's a, a shared uh, cultural vision, a shared uh, understanding about where things need to be. And that's, and that's what I think a lot of staffs uh, have tried to do, is bring in the, the people that they know gel well, vibe well, work well more than anything and that's uh that's great coach because that sounds like a really like even though there's challenges and of course there's a ton of work to do and there's still this kind of comfort zone if you will in in you're not in this business if you're not a worker you know that that is a given with it so you know you would hope that everyone on staff you know you're gonna be a worker but what's gonna separate you is who you are to your core and your values and are you going to be loyal are you going to be honest and um, again those are the two biggest things I learned from Coach Castelli um, not just working for her but playing for her that has really helped prepare me um, you know for my for my journey yeah. and I, I, you know, I couldn't be more grateful it's, it's so interesting because growing up I always had male coaches yeah. so like when I was in grammar school I had a male coach when I was in high school I had this fiery little Italian coach and <laughs> like wouldn't hesitate to get in your face throw a chair break a clipboard didn't matter <laughs> um, you know AAU whether boys and girls or whether it was Goucher that had a male coach so transitioning to college and playing for Coach Castelli and working for him and working for Coach Angel Alderkin and just being around such strong females has been an amazing experience um, because it's different, you know? Yeah. It is different working um, for a female being coached by a female and, um, and I love it and I feel empowered every day that, that I've been coaching. Nice. That's great. That's a great sense of uh, belonging and you feel empowered. You feel mm-hmm. like this isn't here again. It's about the long game. It's about life. It's not just yeah. about uh, X's and O's and, and mm-hmm. getting work done. It's about like an enrichment, if you will, an enrichment, yeah. empowerment, and an evolution mm-hmm. into something that uh, you have whatever's coming next. You're going to evolve mm-hmm. into it such a real, not easily, but seamlessly. So that's great. Yeah. Fantastic, Coach. Now, as you said, you weren't coaching, right? You just wanted to still be part of the team, or what would you be doing if you weren't coaching? That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's crazy because um, I never thought of it, and and that's where I was in college. It was like, what do I want to do? And I ended up majoring in business management because, um, you know, I always thought, like, if I didn't want coaching, if it just wasn't for me, you know, business would be a good degree to have. Yeah. But since I graduated and since I started coaching, I cannot picture myself doing anything else. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Um, you know, but if I had to choose, I would I would have to choose something, you know, that has to do with the game. So I don't know, like, maybe officiate? I don't know. But wow. another thing about officiating is I think I would be a, a good official because I have thick skin. Yeah. But at the same time, no matter what call you make, 
We're always gonna get booed. We're always gonna <laughs> lost. We're always gonna get booed. I don't know if I'm scared of that. Yeah, that is the one thing with officiating that I have to give them credit for because at the end of the day, no matter if you make a good call, bad call, someone is always not gonna agree. Someone's always gonna boo you. And I don't know if I can handle that. So uh, yeah. I think I'm in the, in the right profession <laughs> what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I have so much. I have empathy, but I also have sympathy <laughs> for sure. Because, yeah, this is just your job. I mean, yeah. I think to myself sometimes, like, as a friend of mine, if you, if you look at the football here in town, yeah. you think, you know, you should, you should join us and you make some extra money on the side. I'm like, no, there's no amount of money. <laughs> there's just no amount of money on the side for me because I just, I don't want to put up with anybody telling me I don't know what I'm doing. You know, even if I really don't, I still don't want to hear that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, everyone thinks they're official, right? The yeah. coaches, the players, yeah. everyone thinks they're right. So, yeah. you know, I, I can understand because I know it's a, it's a tough job. I know how I get on officials. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. That's, that's, that's what we did for Coach Adam. Talk to referees. I don't talk. If it's a close game, and, and then they yeah. make they make a bad call, then, yeah, I'm going to say something. But through the whole game, I'm just like... You know, I tell my assistants, like, man, this guy lost it. Man, this guy, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Mike, that, that's where after the podcast, we're going to have to, you have to mentor me a little bit with that. <laughs> For sure. Some, uh, I've been working on since a player, since a player. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you learn, you control what you can control, and that's, you know, <laughs> the direction yeah. that I try to go. Yeah, no, that was, uh... I always, I was always told, Mike, there's a time and a place. Right, <laughs> right now, during during the heat of the battle, is not the time. And on the court, in front of everybody, arguing the official is not the place. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I get fiery, but man, I don't know. Yeah. There are just times where you know, and you talk to fight, you, uh, you you're a coach that like to break clipboards and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've seen those tendencies years ago. <laughs> And I had to stop myself real quick because I said, man, I'm going to wind up on the news or something <laughs> breaking a clipboard yeah. over a referee's head. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like, my, my, yeah. and so do my mom sees that. Like, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 That's the firing side. Yeah. You know, yeah. being Hispanic to yeah. me. For sure. Yeah, for sure. comes out with the passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on some of that in a little bit, Coach. But, yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying, and it's very true. Now, how important, it, you know, speaking of being Hispanic in, in the Latinx mm-hmm. community, how important is it for other Hispanic coaches like yourself and, and those that you may talk to and come across to understand that opportunity is there or is there a feeling of sorts that we just can't break through at times? Mm, yeah. You know, for, for me, I've always had the mindset and again, it's, it's from my Puerto Rican roots, it's from, you know, the family that raised me or that, um, you know, no matter what you're passionate about. So, again, it could be coaching, um, you know, accounting, music. It doesn't matter. You give it your all and you work hard, um, you know, because nothing's handed to you. For sure. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a very great family that, you know, grew up um, very well. And um, they were always there for me, always supported me. But I've always learned and was always taught to work hard. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, um, you have to be brave enough to um, take 
opportunities when they arrive because if you are a hard worker, those opportunities will present themselves. Yeah. If you work hard and you're loyal, you will have opportunities, but are you brave enough to take them? Yeah. And it's like sometimes, you know, we're scared, we're um, a part of you that doesn't want to do it, am I good enough, am I prepared for this, but... You know, at the end of the day, you have to punch fear in the face and you have to do it anyway. Nice. And um, that's kind of, you know, what I've learned, you know, throughout even going like D2 to D1. You know, am I ready for this? I was only four years into coaching. Am I ready to get go to mid-major? You know, yeah. but the, opp- the opportunity presented itself because I, re- I worked hard and I was ready for it. And I know I had to, you know, be brave in spite of my fear. Yeah. You know... I like what you're saying there, because sometimes people say, well, I, I, I have too much fear in me, or I want to be fearless, but like being fearless, mm-hmm. I don't know, I've met some fearless people, like I have some friends that are fearless, and they do crazy stuff, like sometimes, <laughs> stuff's not right, yeah. like they, yeah. they're killing somewhere along the way, something went wrong, and, and it's like, yeah. it's okay to have fear at times, but like yeah. prone to be courageous, to be brave. And I yeah. like the way you put it, Coach. Punch fear in the face. Like, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's mm-hmm. going to go anywhere until you mm-hmm. until you confront it and you say, nah, yeah. not today. Yeah. Like, you may show up yeah. tomorrow. You may show up three weeks from now, whatever. But, bam, not today. So, I like that a lot. I like that mentality, that mindset, because fear will show up. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, so and that's, you know, yeah. that's what I've learned. Yeah. You got to acknowledge what you're feeling. Yes, you can't like, yes, try to hide it. Like, yeah, like, are you going to be nervous at times? Yeah, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be fearful. And that's okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to work hard. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, be loyal. Yeah. I'm going to okay. be honest. And we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have this t shirt, right? There's this brand that I that I always rock with. It's called Undefeated, right? In Southern California. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, it says, anytime, any place. Like, that's the mindset. Like, you're talking mm. about, like, let's go. Like, if you want to, yeah. we, we can do this. I don't yeah. Yeah, I don't care what the situation is, what the how the cards are stacked up against me. I'm still going to yeah. go for it. And that's great. Because mm-hmm. that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the same confidence we want from our players. Because we know, yeah. we know that if we have a player yeah. who's on the court that's not confident, they might as well be on the bench or in the stands eating popcorn. Like, mm-hmm. the player who lacks confidence lacks the ability to do what they yeah. want to do best. And so, so yeah. much more it is for us as coaches. Like, if we lack confidence, uh, we should mm-hmm. probably, you know, chill on, on trying to just be everything to everyone and just be what we need yeah. for ourselves. So, I don't yeah. know. That's a good stuff, Coach. Really, really good stuff yeah. now. You talked about your Puerto Rican heritage. How important is that to you, Coach? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's extremely important. I've been fortunate enough, like I said, I was able to represent, um, you know, Puerto Rico, junior national team, national team, um, and being able to be immersed in the culture. Um, now, I've been raised by my entire family, and that's the thing about Puerto Ricans is, like, you're going to be raised by your older cousins, by your aunts, by your uncles, grandparents, your third cousins, fourth cousins, your great, great, um, your great aunts, your great uncles, and I've been very fortunate to, to be around, like, extremely strong people and very passionate people, um, and I've always held that very near and dear to my heart and it's something I always like turn to in hard times is like I was I was raised for this, I was built for this, like I could do this. Like my 
my whole family helped raise me. Uh, not just my parents, who, you know, who were great, who supported me. My brother supported me. Um, but it's also that continued support as well that that I have. That I'm very, very proud to, to be Puerto Rican and to be a Puerto Rican coach. Again, like I said, being the first Puerto Rican to play at Siena, I was very proud of that as well. Um, one thing, I will learn Spanish. Hopefully, I, I will learn Spanish. I know a little bit. I just say, un poquito, un poquito. I know a little bit. But uh, that's the one thing. I'm like, I let my family down a little bit. I didn't, uh, grandfather wanted to teach me Spanish when I was younger. I didn't yeah. do it, but um, you know, I will learn it. You so. got time going. Yeah, I do. I You know, I hate it. Now, it's one of those things that I hate to... Some people think, okay, you're Puerto Rican or whatever. Like, okay, you went from Spanish. You okay? You're yeah. you're Mexican American. You're Dominican. Mm -hmm. You went from all that. Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't our mm -hmm. first language at home. Yeah, yeah. Like my parents started off like, yay, yeah. like breathing. Yeah. But now, mm -hmm. not so much. So yeah, sometimes yeah. People, it's funny how you say like you let people down. Some people really make you feel like what you don't know yeah. Spanish like. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the, the black sheep or the family, the brown sheep, whatever yeah. kind of sheep you want to call me, whatever. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's fun. That's funny. Always funny to me in the Latin culture. Yeah. It's like, hey, well, mm -hmm. I think that's not my fault. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tend to charge that much. You mean? So, yeah, but then when you break it out every once in a while, everyone's impressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot. You got a lot. Everybody's like, wow. That's, that's funny. That's real funny. Now, you talked somewhat about your support system, your family and all that. Uh, what role do they play, like, even now that you're, you know, miles away and, and kind of just on your own now? How, how important is the support system for you? Yeah. You know, I've again, been able to, to make great connections through the game of basketball, so not just my family, but, you know, I have different types of support systems, and, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, um, you know, even friends that maybe I haven't spoken to in a while, but, you know, we were in the trenches at times, you know, whether it was AU, whether it was college teammates, whether it was professional teammates, whether it was just college friends, um, you know, I have different types of support systems that I know I, if we haven't spoken in a while, I know I can hit up anytime and, you know, they'll come through for me and I'll come through for them, but it's really just, you know, the relationships that you build and, yeah. you know, you know, maintaining relationships are important as well, but sometimes you just have those people in your life where you can hit them up anytime and you know, you know they'll be there for you and you'll be there for them and, nice. you know, I've been blessed to have some very, very special people in my life that, um, I'm able to call my support system, that's for sure. That's great, and I think anybody listening can can, can uh, relate to that. And mm -hmm. if you can't relate to so much having different uh, support systems, you should look into it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just because not everybody's availability is the same, and so, like, mm -hmm. there's people that you never thought would be in your life for that uh, specific mm -hmm. space of your life. You have to allow, mm -hmm. you, you allow people sometimes to be in that space because sometimes yeah. you stand yeah. offish and, and you don't want to get hurt, but sometimes you kind of have to be vulnerable in that sense and, and let some people know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's great, yeah. Coach. That's really, really good. good. It, it's good for other coaches to hear that. I like that different yeah. support system. That's great. Now, I want to ask you kind of your journey as a coach and maybe even as a, in your professional career as a player, 
throughout all this basketball you've been around, what have you learned about yourself? Um, that, that I can do hard things. Nice. You know, I've, um, you know, through my passion, you know, through some of my courage, through my faith, through my family, and again, I always believe that, you know, I'm able to do hard things, have hard discussions, tough discussions, tough conversations, and yeah. stand up for what is right, especially, you know, what everything we're going through right now, um, you know, the times that we're in, whether, you know, whether it's the election, whether it's COVID, whether it's social injustices, um, you know, we're going through a lot, and we have to be able to stand up for what you believe is right, you have to have the courage to do so, um, and really just um, rely on your core values and how you raised. Really learn honestly everything I've gone through is that I can do all the things I just have to do them. And um, you know, it's a little bit we talked about earlier. It's just you know facing your fears and when opportunity presents themselves, you stand on two feet and you do what is right. Nice. Yeah, you just have a good foundation. When you put those two feet down, it's everywhere. It's not going nowhere. Nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna, you're gonna stand tall, stand in there. Like I was watching a, a fight last night, uh, Lomachenko against Lopez, and and that was a great fight because you see you see both fighters they're they're both worthy of those belts, and they stand they stand their ground, they stand right where they're at. Because that well, boxing in a nutshell is the toughest sport to me because yeah. you're in there alone. You gotta have the stamina. You're gonna get hit, and you know you're gonna get hit. But then you deal it back, and so to me, it's kind of like what you're talking about. It's just yeah. doing hard things. Like to me, boxing is the hardest thing I probably could ever do. And so when I think about doing hard things, I think like, yeah, when you come to that self-evaluation or that, I should say self-awareness to know mm-hmm. like, I can do hard things, that's that's liberating. Yeah. That's liberating because now you know anything can come mm-hmm. out, out, whether it's a challenge or, or just kind of an obstacle, I can get through it. Mm-hmm. So that's great, Coach. That's fantastic. Now, who, who were you going for last night? My brother is big into boxing. Yeah, talking about the fight last yeah, night. Yeah, my my unofficial primo, uh, you know, Lopez. I wanted him. I wanted him to win. Uh, but, but I love I love Lomachenko. Like I love him as a boxer. Mm-hmm. Like I just I love boxing. And mm-hmm. so it didn't really matter who won. But the fact that Lopez won, that's pretty good. I can claim him. Even though he's yeah, I'm not yeah, 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 he's family. Yeah, he's clever. At some point down the line, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the way, I, I can, <laughs> I could definitely tell you. So yeah, it was really, it was really good. I slept well right after that because you know I don't fight at that weight on the record, but, but I did see it, and I was like, oh, I can sleep tight, you know, fam, 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 take care of business. We're That's good. funny. So, uh, yeah, no, it is. It is really funny because this morning I woke up and I was like, I felt like a champ too. I was like. You know, like, let's, let's get this, you know, but uh, in any event, Coach, I wanted, my last question is always about legacy, and I know you still got a long way to go, Coach, I, I know you understand that, but I also want to look at it maybe from the perspective of, say, a working legacy, something that you look at and say, what do I want to do, what, I, put it this way, what would I want people to say of me, and what am I doing about it now, and then what am I going to do about it in the future? So that people can see who I really am and what I want to be for them. So, so Coach, I want to yeah. ask you that. What would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done? Um, you know, I'd love to be known as a, a servant leader. I think that that's one of the, 
the biggest, the most important aspects of our job as, as coaches. Um, you know, for me, it's all about people, who you surround yourself with. Um, and, you know, I want to be willing to, to do what I can and go out and do whatever needs to be done for, for the people that I love and the people I care about. And it's not just my players, but it's also, like, the fellow co-workers, you know, the head coaches that I work for, like, that's extremely important for me. I want them to know when, you know, they give me something, I get it done, and I get the job done. And, um, you know, that's definitely something I've learned over, even the last, like, five or six years, that being a servant leader is one of the most important things that you could do to, to even be successful um, in this business. Yeah. That fantastic coach. I, I I hear a lot of people talk about servant leadership, and mm-hmm. and I look at it this way: coaches, you ever want authority? You have to learn to be under authority. You, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's got to be no job too small for you, and yeah. and in your career and in how you treat people. You're not better mm-hmm. than anybody else. You're just like them. And humble mm-hmm. yourself to serve. Humble yourself. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't, they wait till something humbles them. And it's like, nah, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. So nothing mm-hmm. has to come along and, and feed you and force feed you that, that humble pie. So, Coach, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate your perspective and your time. I really thank you so much for coming on and contributing. I, I really do thank you so much. Yeah, I've had a great time, Mike. This is a great conversation. And I appreciate you um, having me on for sure. No, Coach, I really, it's, all, it's been a pleasure on this end, all on this end, Coach. Thank you so much.